What's up out there, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Chicken Bone Alley, brought to you by SRI Performance, Stock Car Steel and Aluminum, Earl Ramey Racing Engines, and Pro Fab Headers and Exhaust. Well, it looks like at the moment, I'm in here by myself. <laughs> nah, uh, Connor's on his way. But I um, wanted to go ahead and get into this, guys. We uh, we were fortunate enough this week uh kind of joining up with another podcast bubba's bout broke podcast uh if y'all haven't heard it uh after you listen to this go listen to that because that is a uh awesome podcast uh straight out of the great state of tennessee um got a lot going on over there so um you guys be sure to go listen to it but we were fortunate enough to have the crew from bubba's bout broke uh, on the show with us this week. So uh, we recorded it because we record podcasts at the same time. So we had to do it a little early. So uh, let's jump into it. Me and Connor recorded it. So uh, let's go straight into that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> it has come to time in the show. Uh, we got a cool guest on here. Uh, our guest, multiple of them <laughs> finally uh we've got the crew from bubba's bout broke podcast what is going on guys What's up? how's it going awesome man it's, it's awesome to have y'all on here it's good to be here thank you guys yeah thanks for having us it's an honor brothers it's an honor uh, Awesome, awesome. Well, I, I want to let y'all take a second to introduce y'all self. We we got Melvin Jackson and Ariella there. Um Melvin, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell everybody who you are. I'm Melvin McLaren, and uh, this is my son Jackson, his girlfriend Ariella Aspen, and we do the podcast called Bubba's About Broke down here just north of Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, I'm a retired police officer, 31 years, and we have this basement at the house that we created a podcast in about, I don't know, we was at Talladega back in October, and uh, we dreamed up this podcast, and uh, we thought we'd have 20 people listening to it, and it's just exploded. So here we are, and with our curtains on the walls to make the place look better, but it's, it's growing every day, man. And uh, we live here in Portland, Tennessee. Uh, my wife is Erin McLaren, uh, and we've been together since 1988. Awesome. She ain't kicked me out yet. <laughs> 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 that, 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 that's saying something good for us racers <laughs> i know man <laughs> especially being a retired policeman how many of them ever stay married i mean things get real I, I i could believe that that's a uh thank you thank you for your service at that uh first thank off because that is a uh that is a thankless job there i wouldn't do it now for nothing in the world unless i had to <laughs> this is cra <laughs> it's crazy well jackson uh I, we see you man um you uh you out there turning some laps and all kind of stuff, man. Yeah, I try to. Uh, I'm Jackson McLaren. Uh, I'm 24 years old. I work at uh, Day Racing Products for Mr. Wayne Day down in uh, Millersville, Tennessee. Uh, working the CNC shop, making race parts, everything like that. Um, I've raced late models for him last year. I did about five races at the fairgrounds, Nashville Fairgrounds, and uh, I've raced pure stocks at Highland Rim Speedway just kind of climbing the ladder that way. And I've been racing for about seven years. So yeah, that's, that's my deal. That is awesome. That is awesome, man. Well, that's, uh, it's cool to, cool to hear, cool to hear some, uh, some racers and, uh, especially, um, 
especially grassroots people. I mean, that that is what yeah. we like. That's what we love. That's what we love to see. That's that's who we are yeah. over that's here. Right. That's basically that so uh, so um, man, it is awesome to have. And, and and there's people that ask us all the time. You know, like uh, what what do you do different in this podcast to do better than them? I'm like, look, I don't want to do better than anybody. I don't. I, I, that's not what this is about. I, I see it as. Uh, the, the the high tide rises all ships. It's the way I see it, and if and the way I see it, maybe hey, if some of your listeners uh like your show, maybe they like ours. I mean, why not? Mm-hmm. That's exactly so, right. Uh, we need to bridge it because you know, as we know as a whole, all these tracks are struggling, and uh, some bad news from National Fairgrounds today. Uh, y'all don't want to Google that, but it ain't looking good there. So uh, we can't each other's throat in the podcast world because uh and we all we got left that's right that is right well, ariella we want to uh go to you real quick uh you sing the theme song for the so- for the show i do yeah i wrote it and uh i'm ariella austin by the way i am jackson's girlfriend and yeah i am honored enough to have written the theme song for their podcast it was so much fun uh, I'm a singer-songwriter. I live in White House, Tennessee. I'm 20 years old. And it's just been a lot of fun this year. I've done a lot of new things regarding music. And she's trying to get out there, build a fan base. And Bubba's About Broke has just been a huge support to me and my music. And they're always, they're there at every show supporting me, handing out my autograph cards, Mel and Jackson, Aaron R, and just talking to people. So, yeah, I could not ask for a better boyfriend than they that's no, cool. And you're originally from? I am originally from Washington, Washington State. My yeah. family is very, very musical. My mom does music, my brother does music, my siblings sing. So, very musical family. She's a nomad. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was fixing to ask. How did you get to Tennessee? For music. I, I came down here when I was 16 to record an EP, and we thought we were only going to be here for about six months, but uh, we've been here four years. <laughs> so, <laughs> that tells me something. So she's stuck now. I'm stuck now. <laughs> awesome. No. My, my heart's here. So. That's that's great, and that's a that's a good place to be. I love, and I'm, and I tell, I tell, I tell my wife this all the time. I'm like, look, whenever I can retire, and if I'm ever able to, I am moving to Tennessee. That is where I want to be mm-hmm. one day. Now, I, now I like some Eastern Tennessee personally. I like being in the mountains. I mean, yeah. That's just what I yeah. love. That's what Grandma I love. Bird, old, old yeah, we love, we love going over there. Yeah, yeah we the like going over there. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, so, so you picked a good part of the country. I did. I agree. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's kind of overwhelming sometimes. But it's fun. You can't hear us? Gotcha. Gotcha. Oh, okay, cool. Okay. I said we're in Music Central down here. That, that that's a cool place. I've never made it over to Nashville. I keep saying I, I keep saying I'm gonna make it really? that way. Yeah, wow. never. Hey, you know, I've got I've got Waylon Jennings tattoos on my arms and stuff, and still never made it to Nashville somehow. <laughs> there you go. Oh, God, <laughs> <laughs> you need to come down for the All American 400 weekend in October, then, and tour Broadway and do all the music tour and go watch the races. Yeah, and watch the race. it may be the last one. We might just have to do it. Might just have to do it. All right, Melvin. Well, I got a question for you that everybody's asking. Who is Bubba? Well, Bubba, is, Bubba, I would, I drew him as a. Uh, I guess everybody probably can see the 
see in there. But uh, I drew him when I was in fifth and sixth grade. Instead of listening to the teachers, he was my little, <laughs> he was my little doodle. And uh, I just kind of drew him over the years. I never really knew why. You know, he was my little funny character that I drew. And, uh, and, and I, you know, if we're out riding four wheelers or something and there's a, we're under a bridge in, in a uh, location, I cannot repeat. And uh, I pick up a, a piece of slate rock. I'll draw Bubba under the bridge pillar. You know, I've just always done it. He's just a funny dude. Well, when we started talking about this podcast, we were trying to come up with a name and a character, and, you know, an image to put on Spotify and Apple. Well, I put him, I, we got to thinking, I said, Bubba, man, Bubba, Bubba is a metaphor for all of us racers, black, white, whatever, that go to the track every Saturday night. This character is the dude that I would imagine in my head driving down the road and his old Chevy pickup truck, 70 model pickup truck, smoking a cigarette, got his Coors Light in his hand or whatever, and his race car on the back of this flatbed trailer going to the racetrack because he can't afford to pay the rent or, or his electric bill, just like the song already wrote. It's Bubba. He's a, he's a metaphor for all of us. Grassroots. Grassroots yeah. racers, the way they used to be in the 80s and 90s. And every time I... I look at him, I can see that image of a of a good old boy going to the racetrack. That's awesome. So that's where he came from. <laughs> I, I, and 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 I think I feel like we all can relate because I, I I know growing up, me and my dad still race together, and I remember we grew up racing go karts for myself and uh at, at all kind of dirt tracks in South Carolina, North Carolina, down to Florida, all the way up in New York and everything, and we'd run and run and run and uh. I remember him saying many times, Daddy's about broke. <laughs> so I yeah. can get it. Yeah, I can get yeah. it. Bubba's about broke. <laughs> yeah, and when I came up with it, or Jackson and I, and, uh, we was up at our place over in eastern Tennessee. We got a farm up there where we're deer hunting, turkey hunting, and all that generational farm through the family. We got a little cabin up there. Well, I, I was telling Ari, you know, what I would like in the song. You know, my image of Bubba, of course, with her genius, how her mind works, I don't know yet. I'll never figure that out. <laughs> I walk out to the fire pit, out there stoking up the fire or something. I walk back in a few minutes later, and she was like, how's this sound? I got it. And I was like, you got what? <laughs> I've got it. I was like, what? I was just out there for five minutes. Well, she came up with the freaking song, and it and you heard it, and you may have heard the long version of it. It nailed it, man. I mean, I could not, we didn't change a thing, did we? Yeah. Nothing. I mean, she nailed it. I'm trying to get her to record that to go out on, you know, out into the world because all the race people that hear it, they love it. I mean, it's probably one of the best racing songs that I've ever heard. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, you got Stroke the Race by Charlie Daniels and all them people, but, but man, it, I guess I'm just biased about it. There's not it. a lot being written anymore. No, I mean, it no. nailed Bubba's About Broke podcast. And the character and everybody out there that races or has family that is racing. So there you go. That definitely <laughs> nailed it. Definitely nailed it. That yeah. is uh that's great. That's great. Jackson, um man, uh I, I gotta ask you, man, what you got coming up next racing? Well, we we kinda had a bad first race of the year and it, it's kinda <laughs> put us out for a while. We we had a wreck uh at the rim, Highland Rim Speedway in the late model division and Totaled the car pretty much, so it's kind of put us out for a while. Unless we can find some more sponsors, you know how that is. Oh yeah. We had to pick our 
sponsorship money and fix, you know, his arena ride. So we had to pay him. Can you hear me? Yeah. We had to take the sponsorship money that we had for the, the five races we had with this car and, you know, fix the car so it could put us out of that run for the rest of the year. Well, that always stinks. That always yeah. stinks. But unfortunately, that's uh like we say, that's always a part of it. Uh, yep. that's, that's about like, I think me and Connor both this started this year have just had the worst look with motor stuff and uh, we can't yeah. vibrate. <laughs> he just <done, laughs> he, he, he went through three motors first of this year. Yeah. Oh, oh my man. gosh! Been that could be another one of our slogans. Can't buy a brake because Bubba's belt broke. Yeah, yeah. there you they go. Don't, they don't sell brakes though. <laughs> but I think <laughs> PFC wanna... can't fix them. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> he was lucky enough to get a call up from and he kept in a back in April. And uh, are we getting still on? Yeah, it's whenever you move away from the mic. Yes, I don't don't the there you go. Oh, I didn't know it was even working. Uh, whenever we, uh, back in April, we got a call from Carter and Son Racing, who runs a pro truck in the area, and they let Jackson get in it. And uh, Jackson's never even been in the truck. And uh, he went down there and set the pole and then won the race. Nice. And then Jeremy Burr, who's a sponsor with Jet Pizza, he sponsors the podcast. And uh, he runs Dirt Track over Clarksville. And Jackson got to go over there, and, what, two weeks, three weeks ago, get in that car and never been in a dirt car and came in second in the heat race and came in third in the feature. So I don't know what's going on. I guess he's driving. Hey, I try to. That's that's what you got to do nowadays, man. That's um, that's the uh, that's the ways of the Kyle Larsons and the everybody else in the world yeah. now. Because I yeah. mean, that's 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 the that's the route everything's going. Obviously, you got to go over to Australia and drive V eight supercars too now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Win a cup race on a street course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, that that's awesome, man. Well, well, what did, tell tell us a little bit. Let's go back to the podcast. Uh, y'all tell us a little bit about, about what's been going on with it. The, the, tell us, uh, you know, the, the type of folk y'all have on the show and uh, what, what y'all like to talk about on there. We have, uh, we've had a lot of really cool people on our show just from around this area and uh, even branching out. We had a guest from Delaware a couple weeks ago, uh, Julian Rex Road. He drives, uh, was it, uh, wingless sprint cars oh, yeah. up there. He's like 15. I mean, he gets after it up there. And uh, we had Bubba Winslow that same night from Pensacola, Florida. He drives Outlaw Late Models. Um, but the guests that we've had from around here, like last week, we had um, what's his name, Shane and uh, oh yeah, uh, Stan, Stan, Stan and Matt, yeah, Adams. Matt Adams. They brought a bunch of old race tickets oh, from yeah, tracks so around cool. here that are completely gone, like they don't exist anymore. And uh, they brought a really bunch of cool merch for us to see and old you know old ticket stubs and um programs from highland rim speedway from like 1984 Nashville. something like that from fairgrounds and just really cool stuff that we've been able to learn about these people and um you know then we had ken schrader on last week that was really cool that was big for us he came down to duck river raceway park which is a local dirt track around here and uh, so we talked to him about coming down, and uh, we're going to have uh, Sammy Sanders on next week, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the 17th. Uh, 17th. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah the week after next. And then next week is Quinn Davis. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we've had a lot of, of fun, you know, meeting these people around here. And a lot of the people that we've had on, we knew, we knew them, but we didn't know, you know, some of the stuff that they had been through or, or we found out about. And it really gave us another level of respect for those people. And our, in this podcast, we try to target, uh, you know, when we come up with it, we were looking to target people that normally don't ever get interviewed. You know, maybe the 15th place person or the guy that is at the track by himself every weekend, but then every year that never gets interviewed. And uh, it just seemed to have really taken off because we want to hear those stories of local racers about their struggles just to get to the track every Saturday night. Yeah. Their bubble moments. You know, the money that's involved and being there by themselves and having to change their own tires. And, you know, it's, it's amazing what these people do. It's crazy, the stories. And, you know, y'all's podcast, you know, y'all focus on a different thing, uh, kind of the same thing, but we focus on just local drivers from around the country about their struggles and, yeah. and their family. You know, we'll talk to their wives and, and everybody yeah. to hear what they got through. That's really uh, done good. That's so awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's only me. up from here, I promise. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot <laughs> That's awesome, guys. I think uh, I think a buddy of ours came up there to Duck River in that Hunt the Front series and took home a win old uh, Will Harrington. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that was sure awesome. That was. That was really cool. Yeah. And already killed him last year. Yeah, it's so weird to hear that, that crowd, that big of a crowd cheering after she did it. It was like, whoa. That was surreal, <laughs> man. I can tell you that. Yeah, it was cool. That's sweet. That, that is amazing. sweet. Yeah. Uh, uh, Will's, a, Will's a good buddy of ours, and uh, me and him. I, I I miss with him all the time. He actually was on our show, and, and that's funny because he was on our show. He was still just driving crate late models and uh and stuff <laughs> like that. And uh, was you know, he, he had no clue how to talk to anybody. He had never hardly done an interview. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> well, now he, yeah, yeah. He, I tell him, I say, man, this is a podcast. So silence is bad. <laughs> that's right <laughs> they're like no pressure yeah and they're like okay or, or they'll talk a lot beforehand and then when we go live from well, not live but when we start recording they like get shut quiet. down i was like where'd that guy go <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know the pain i know yeah, the pain i know the pain oh this is a this is awesome well if everybody can't tell by now we're definitely going to be uh supporting uh bubba's about broke uh, podcast here the rest of this year i mean it is uh we want y'all everybody out there to uh to go listen uh if if you like chicken bone alley you would definitely like Bubba's about broke uh because it is uh it's real racers uh real real times at the track just like just like they're just talking about it. it's everyday guys at the track just like we are um you know we kind of got chicken bone alley from uh more or less a, a fan's perspective is is how we did because I wasn't racing at the time. I, I raced back in the day and and wasn't racing was just going to a lot of races. Uh, so that's kind of how we it, it, it's it's you know we got two podcasts with funny names that we have to explain every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, you got yeah. to explain it to us. Where'd the name come from? All right, well I'll explain it to you. Well, if you go look, um, it, th- there's actually a couple different um, 
they go back to the same thing, but there's a couple different explanations for it that are both kind of funny. Uh, first of all, they called, I think it started at Charlotte Motor Speedway, actually, back in the day. There, it literally used to say on the sidewalk or on the below the grandstands on the back straightaway, no chicken bones. Uh, because what would happen <laughs> back in. Back in the 60s, 70s, all that time, you know, races were on Sunday, midday. People would come out there, the easiest thing to get, stop by, get some buckets of chicken, and Uh and go to the race. Well, you know, everybody had those up in the top of the stands. Uh, Well, the cheap seats were down at the bottom. Well, you got chicken bones thrown on you all day long uh, (laughs) from the people up top. And so that was considered chicken bone alley. Uh, oh, cool! Yeah. I love it. I like it. I like it. It was the it was the uh, it was the uh, uh, cheap seats down at the bottom with the with the real fans that wanted to go watch some racing and uh, didn't care about getting hit in the head with chicken bones. So there's chicken <laughs> bone alley. That's awesome. That is so cool. That's really neat. Yeah, See, that's, that's what these podcasts are so awesome about. Who would ever know that unless he was doing something like this? Mm-mm. I love and, uh, that. And, and it's, it's really funny, though, because Chicken Bone Alley has taken on, not from us, it has taken on just a bunch of different identities, because even even Cherokee Motor Speedway, uh, a Cherokee Speedway up in Gaffney, South Carolina, dirt track up there, um, they had a group uh, that sat in the infield every week. They called themselves Chicken Bone Alley, um, and it was kind of the same thing. Really? They, yeah, I didn't they, know that. they sat down there in the... In, in the pits and I think cooked huh. out and drank beer all day long. And, uh, that's uh-huh. what, that's what they were known as. They were known as chicken bone alley. And, um, oh, that's awesome. that's cool. so, well, there you go. You got two funny stories. Blah, blah, chicken bone alley. Yeah. <laughs> we we together, man. Be another civil war. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. <laughs> well, we're all going for the same stuff. So we're good to go. Oh yeah, yeah. man. But man, that's, it's awesome stuff. Like you said, we talked earlier today on the phone how how time can anybody's want to start up the podcast, they gotta understand this is a five day a week deal of preparation. And and then we always have the people call we ain't had it the one time, call the day before or the day of, hey, I can't make it tomorrow night. And then you're just scrambling to find somebody. You've already put out their PR stuff on Facebook. But it happens, you know. Sometimes it just happens. Oh, yeah. I can't yes. blame them for that. Unless they just got cold feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, That's right. That's right. Just roll with it. Might as well. Yeah. That's all we can do. Yeah. Just uh, anybody out there wants to listen to us, Bubba's Not Broke podcast, you know, we're on Spotify, Apple. You can follow us on Facebook. You know, we're, we're going to promote Chicken Bone Alley. I've been running your advertisement on last week's shows, uh, you know, not the whole thing because I couldn't get it all in there, but we did do the beginning part of it, like the, your advertisement that you sent in talking about this show coming up. So we're excited to be partnered with y'all. Well, I sure appreciate it, and so are we. We are definitely excited. It's uh, it's always fun to have cool people joining up with you, and uh, can't can't think of anybody better than you guys. Absolutely, and I, I do intend on running y'all's league on iRacing. Yes, so, yes, yeah. I'm gonna come run with y'all. Yeah, do he, it. Uh, he's a big high race. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
we are uh we are yeah we are trying to get up a big group uh i'm trying to figure out all the broadcasting stuff for right now it's looking like it's probably gonna be me broadcasting it connor's gonna be our uh our wheel man for the sure. <laughs> for the house car i'll try to keep cool. him in line yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh so uh hey, i'm on a win streak right now yeah he's on a winning streak bring right that now. bubba's about broke car out there there we go i got That's... a beautiful white one uh, I, I can tell you when he raced the league last year I mean, I know he's saying he's a real racetrack, but me and my wife and his sister sat in the living room and watched this while they were broadcasting it. And I tell you what, it was the most, ex- it was like being at a racetrack, man. <laughs> I was <laughs> going is. crazy, man. It is, though. But what, what I hated about it, though, was we was watching it. Oh, go, Jack. Go, Jack. And then I looked up, there's Jackson standing behind me. I was oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? And then all of a sudden, you see the red. Or or you hear me in there. Or I hear him go, "Son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> I have no talent." And then he come walking out. We haven't seen the wreck yet. You know? it, it's, 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 it's very exciting. It's one of the things I have literally been on iRacing now. I think for what I say the other day, twelve years. Wow. I oh, started. Dang. Yeah, I started. You said it changed a lot. I can't believe they ain't sponsoring your podcast. <laughs> it, it was uh, I, it there was there was only one track that had night racing at the time when I started, and that was Richmond. Wow. That was it. Dang. Uh, <laughs> so uh, they yeah, pretty much I, all. Yeah, most of them do now. Yeah, I have seen it evolve a lot, but it was great that I knew a good bit about it because the year we started this podcast before Connor came with us, it was actually um, uh, uh, me and my buddy Sterling started. Um. He's still with us. He's just uh, they got baseball tonight. <laughs> but um, oh yeah, uh, games a week. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the first year we started was COVID. So all of a sudden we started. Uh, got what two, three races in, and all of a sudden all racing quit. So <laughs> oh, yeah. so we literally talked about i racing for six months. So it was great. Jeez. <laughs> Horrible time that was. Yeah, it was That's terrible. Great. It tried to kill me twice. Here. No fun. No <laughs> fun. Yeah. That's crazy. You got it rough. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that's terrible. Well, guys, I sure appreciate y'all coming on and hanging out with us. Thank and, you, uh, man. And, and we'll definitely have to do it some more whenever we're both available to do it. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, I'd like to come meet you guys. Yeah, we'll come track, out there. man. We just set a booth up together. That'd be it, wouldn't it? For sure. That, that would be, be awesome. Cool. That Where do y'all normally race? We run at uh Florence Motor Speedway and uh Dillon Motor Speedway mostly. Oh, okay, uh, cool. So yeah. uh we down there with uh Florence is uh taking on a pretty good name here in the past oh, yeah. couple of years yeah. all of a sudden. Oh, and, uh, yeah. So Yeah, uh, Dale was there not long ago. Yeah, he's been there a couple of times and, and we've had him had him on and really cool and he's done a lot for, for that track. It brought oh, it cool. from almost being dead. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's it looks really good now. Yeah. Yeah, we need to come over there. Come on. We want to branch out and, and go to places like that and well, we, get out yeah. and see places, you know. Give our stickers out, man. Yeah. We got some for- cool stickers We got. Sweet. Look at her, we need. I, I need some of those. I need some of those put on the car. I don't even have a chicken and alley sticker on the car. I'm going to put one of them on there. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> We'll look at a menu here at the first <laughs> yeah, that's, that was what COVID did. It introduced them to QR codes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
We've got yeah. one. I just still got to find it. I don't remember where it is anymore. <laughs> never do we have one. Oh, well, awesome, guys. Well, it is sure great to have y'all on again, and uh, I can't wait to do it again soon. Thank Absolutely. You so Thank much, you so man. much. Thank you. Well, enjoyed it. Appreciate it. See you, brother. Bump and Bump Broke Podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bye, guys. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was our uh, our good talk there with our friends from Bubba's Bout Broke podcast. There, it was a uh, a lot of fun, a lot yeah, of fun absolutely. as always. Oh yeah, um, glad to have them. Uh, uh, you know, on board with us. I guess we'll say uh, we're on board with them. Whatever you know, yep. all that stuff. Partnership, partnership. West Coast chicken yeah. bone. Yeah, yeah. Mid East. Yeah. Western. <laughs> Western East. <laughs> Western Tennessee. Yeah. Ish. Ish. Uh nah. It's great to have them. Um so go check them out. Bubba's about broke uh podcast there on Spotify, Apple Podcast, all the places you find all your podcast at. Um they're uh they're there. And uh glad glad they were on the show with us. Oh uh, uh, go check it out too because we were on the show with them. Yeah. Yeah, two things to watch. <sighs> It's, it's weird being interviewed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not. We're used to the other side. I'm used to the other side. So, uh, so anyway, cool, 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 cool. Well, Connor's here now. So, <laughs> so, so anyway, guys, uh, we got to uh, hit our uh, hit our affiliates. I guess we got to say. <laughs> so, uh, as always, guys, appreciate our friends over SRI Performance. Uh, like I always say. They are a Walmart for race cars. <laughs> They're the one-stop shop for all things racing. So uh, y'all head over to SRI Performance and get all the things you need uh, for your race program there. Uh, I don't care if it's uh, anything safety-related, anything, um, you know, fasteners, uh, abrasives, whatever. Uh, they, they got everything for you. So uh, y'all head over to... SRI Performance, uh, and and if you want to go online, you can go to www.sriperformance.com. Uh, when you get your uh, cart all filled up, put in that promo code C Bone TNSC is in chicken B O N E one zero and get yourself ten percent off time of checkout there. Also, same deal with uh, stock car steel and aluminum. They got, uh, I mean, just any type of material you need, uh, head over to Stock Car Steel and Aluminum. They got all the things that you will need to uh, build a race car or whatever you need. So uh, go over there. Uh, I don't care if you're building tree stands. <laughs> head over there and, uh, you know, it's about coming up hunting season for y'all people to hunt. It's, it's getting close around here. I think we start bow hunting in August here. So, Probably uh, so yeah, that's next month. <laughs> God, where's the year going? Yeah, I know. It's hard to believe we're... Closer to twenty twenty four. Shoo. It's uh yeah. Don't, <laughs> don't even talk like that, Connor. Gah. Yeah. Um but anyway, guys, uh so head over to stock car steel and aluminum. Get all the materials that you need for uh for your program there. Um anyway, anyway. All right. Uh should be moving into another guest here soon. We got a uh, NASCAR crew chief Wally Rogers heading coming on with us. Uh, fresh off a uh, run there with his driver, Lawless Allen, there at Mid Ohio. So uh, I was waiting on him to come in. Um, uh, we we me and Connor had a uh, we went back to the racetrack. Yeah, we had half a race day. 
We had a half a race day. We practiced some. <laughs> I practiced more than I think anybody that day. Really? You run a lot of practice? Dude, I, well, uh, you were there, you by were... the second round of practice, I had gone out four times already. Yeah. So. So probably, well, you went out two in, yeah. in open practice. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's a lot of practice. We, um, got a good bit to talk about from there that we'll get into. Um, and uh, glad Connor got his car back together. Mostly. Mostly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, uh, but anyway, so we'll get into that here soon. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> one more time here <laughs> after all these technical difficulties. Veteran NASCAR uh, crew chief, Mr. Wally Rogers. Wally, what is going on, buddy? Hey, guys. How we doing? I am absolutely lovely for a Monday, I reckon. <laughs> how about you? Yeah, yeah. About the same. About the same. Um it was a long, semi-wet weekend in mid-Ohio, so uh, and we survived, so it's not too bad. Well, that's what I was about to ask you. Had you dried out yet? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. By the time the race was over, my fire suit was dry, so yeah. <laughs> that's always fun. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. It's uh, challenging to race like that, for sure. Well, I... I... I was going to ask, uh, before we got into the rest of everything, especially about this past weekend, man, it was, um, it, that was a, uh, wild race. You there with Lawless Allen and, uh, man, that was a, uh, there was more car. I don't think I saw a, uh, I don't know if there was a car on the track that, that didn't run off at some point. I, I don't think so either. I really don't. Um, no, there's a, there's a lot of guys in our series that are actually, they're really, really good. At road racing and, and honestly lawless is really one of them and you know uh like for us we got up to about i think seventh or eighth and caught one little slick pack when we were it was still a little wet i guess when we were on slicks and he lost it went off in the gravel trap <laughs> <laughs> lucky enough we uh we had enough speed where we could uh make some time up and we had got a lot down and then got the free pass and you know, it's so hard to pass. We kind of worked our way back up to where we finished 17, 16, 17, somewhere around there. That's right. So, salvage so a good day, right? You kind of have to just, you know, pull your sleeves up and go to work. That's right. I, I was hoping when he spun through the gravel trap over there, I was like, just turn the other way. Go on the other road. <laughs> oh, I was thinking the same thing. I, I was really thinking the same thing. Yeah, that, that's, that's easy when you got a 100-foot view, though. <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, for Robinson, I was like, man, what's wrong? You know, I sound like that. <laughs> it is, you know, it's difficult at times. For sure, man. Well, uh, more than uh, racing, I'm just going to say, I, um, I think the real reason I wanted you to come on our show, man, was because uh, I have learned that you have such good taste in music. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, yeah, I guess you'd probably say that, but... Some people might argue that. Some people argue with me, too. I mean, uh, I don't know if you can see it right now, but, I mean, I actually have a Waylon Jennings tattoo right here on my arm, so that's the second time oh, I brought no, this up in one episode. But <laughs> Really? <laughs> yeah, so I've never brought it that's up before. Awesome. But, uh, yeah, so, see, I have Jinx tattooed on mine. I have Gray. I don't know if you can see that or not, but uh, we can't I have right. the lyrics to Gray. I love yep. that song. That's great. That is awesome. Yeah. Cody's a good yep. guy. We, um... I, yeah, used, I used to work. Dude, I, I used to work with a band, and uh, and we actually played with him back in, uh, years ago, years ago, when uh, nobody knew yeah. who Cody was. So uh, that is uh, that is awesome. That's the best time back then. Yeah, it's a little big now. It's kind of big. So it was. It was. All right. All right well, uh, uh, since I've seen, and actually, I've I've told 
I told Sterling before. I think I don't know if I've told Connor before. I was like, I, I need to get Wally on the show. I need to get Wally on the show. I need to ask him to come on the show. See if he'll come on the show with us. And uh, the other day, <laughs> uh, there was some some uh, post up somewhere about you know uh, uh, music lyrics, one liners in music, best one liners in 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 music. And I put the lyrics to a Waylon Jennings song, and you commented on it. So I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to ask him if he wants to come on the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What song was that? Uh, that? It was not a. Uh, it's not really an A side for sure. Is uh, it? It was not. That was um. Oh God, what's the name of the song? I just lost it. I just had a brain fart and lost the name of the song. Uh, a long time ago. A long time ago. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Not many people. That's that's a really good song, and it's not not played a lot. So. Only like you know, that's how you can kind of tell people's taste in music, right? That's right. That's Is right. that when you hear them, when they pull out songs like that, it's like, dang man, that somebody's pretty deep into that stuff, you know? That's right, man. That's right. That's um, it's it's good stuff. It is good stuff, man. And, and uh, like I said, I worked with a band for a long time, and uh, it, right, and they were uh. They they were they introduced me to a lot of stuff like that and uh yeah if you haven't ever heard them you might have uh somebody uh, but but go check out Rebel Sun it was they're a good band oh I know I've listened to Rebel Sun have you I, I think I have that on my I have that on my playlist yeah man if, I'm not gonna lie I, I, that's awesome that's awesome I mean I'm not bragging or anything yeah. but there's a couple songs I got some writing credits on in there so really <laughs> yeah really? yeah yeah wow scary situation ain't it. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you know, it's funny because the honestly, the those two, like that industry and and NASCAR or any traveling racing series for that part is they're very similar. Exactly. You know, like uh, you know, Jinx and, and and his bandmates, and you know, I talked to Sonny and Ward, kind of that whole group. You know, from time to time, I've gotten them into some races and and things like that, and. Our our industries are so close to the same. You know what I mean? Like you're just grinding out on the road all the time. That's right. That is you got to love what you do, right? You have to love what you do in order to to make a living at it. So you got to put in the work. That is one hundred percent right, man. I, I, I've I've said the same thing many days. Um, it, you know, racing we've done and going to races and everything and and going and chasing shows and being in one town one night and another town the next. I mean, they are so closely related that it is, uh, it's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. It's, it's so similar, so similar, but I, I reckon we need to go into the racing side a little bit. I reckon. Sure. So, <laughs> so, uh, sure. man, let's, do whatever you want, man. I'm good. <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk about you a little bit, man. Let's, um, man, what, what got you started period in racing? It goes back uh, quite a ways. Um, my grandfather raced, you know, all through the uh, 40s and 50s and 60s. And then my father, who, uh, my grandfather on my mother's side, he raced all over the country, right? NASCAR. I mean, I have uh, all the small pins and everything that they used to give you uh, from pretty much 1948 to the present day since I've been, since I've been on the road. And, um, so he, he started it, and then I got to working for the IROC series as kind of like a vocational okay. for, for me. Um, I grew up in New Jersey, uh, kind of weird, 
um, guys like Ray Everham, you know, uh, he was a young kid when my dad was racing. My dad was winning races, and he ended up, uh, my dad kind of helped him get started. So then, you know, Ray ran the High Rock Series for years before he moved down south. And right. I don't know, a little about 1995, I said, you know what, man, I'm going to go give that a shot. Been down here ever since. Haven't looked back at. No, no, I, I, I love it. Uh, I don't know. This is almost uh, thirty years of it, I guess. Wow, about. wow, that's yeah, that's so cool, so cool. Yeah. Uh, all right. In in those thirty years, man, you have worked with. I was just looking through some of the drivers you have worked with over the years and teams and all <laughs> that stuff, and I'm like. Man, this dude's worked with everybody. Is there anybody in that garage you haven't worked with or especially came through in the 2000s? I mean, you know, early 2000s. I was like, dude, he's worked with yeah. everybody. I have uh, been very fortunate. Um, I don't know anybody nowadays. Uh, you know, a lot of the young kids. Uh, right. You know, that's kind of my position at Nice now, right, is that I, you know, I help with the younger kids and even just from the guys that work on the truck all the way up to – um, you know, like someone like Lawless, you know, just passing on my experience, you know, and they, they all laugh at me and they roll their eyes. And I'm like, no, back in 2007. And they were like, well, I was three when that <laughs> happened. So, you know, <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of hard at times, but you know, uh, I've been very lucky, man. I really have, uh, I think, um, over 500 and something races as a crew chief in NASCAR's top three series. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, and, and I say that just to, you know, there's guys now that, that cup race, right? Me, I, I've kind of been more of a journeyman, right? Where I, I I started out doing cup, and then I went, what was then Bush Series Racing. Yeah. And then I went to Kevin Harvick when Kevin Harvick started KHI. And was like the first person hired him. Wow. So we, we built that program, and then I spent, you know, uh, quite a few years there doing the trucks uh, and the bush cars and then after that I went to Everham's for a while and did some bush racing and they called me up and wanted me to do cup racing and I'll be honest with you I was a little uh, I was a little hesitant on that that's a that's a long time on the road that's a lot of weekends so I kind of ground that out for about 10 or 12 years I guess <laughs> after that well that's what I was fixing <laughs> to ask man I mean it is is you know, being on this truck series now, um, looking back at all the weekends you were on the road in the cup series, it, does it seem, does it seem somewhat of a relief, you know, after all those years being on the, on the cup side and never being home almost? Yeah, it's, uh, it's quite a bit different. Um, I've always loved the cup series. Like the truck series is one of the last or is the last of the top three series that you can still you know, we pretty much are, we build our own chassis, we hang our own bodies, we do all that stuff. And I, and I love that part of it. I mean, in fact, you know, when we're at the shop, I, during the wintertime, I spend a lot of time in that fab shop building them and doing that because I, I do love it. I enjoy it. I enjoy the craft of it. That's awesome. That's, that's, that's yeah, yeah, you're right. That's, um, that's something I'm, you know, I'm not in it, but I miss that myself. I look at the Cup Series now, and not taking anything away from them, but I, I had some friends over there that were, you know, fabricators and stuff over there where they were out of a job because there's nothing yeah. to fabricate. <laughs> um, right. No, that's right. That's and, right. And and I look at the guys like 
you know, like y'all's team is in a in the truck series, and it's like, man, they're 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 putting in some hard work over there. And I mean, that's really innovative. Um, still can be inno- innovative, and uh, that's yeah, yeah. It allows us to do that. The series actually does a lot, you know. And they every time we go a little too far, you know, it's the same thing everywhere, right? They bring us back a little bit, and they'll, right. they'll draw a line in the sand, and you know. I don't like to say that I'm an old schooler or an old timer, right? But, you know, there's a lot of these younger kids that, you know, they don't, they never had the opportunity to be able to do those things, right? Because That's even right. nowadays, if you buy a super late model, you kind of, you buy all the parts. You don't get an opportunity to build all the parts. That's right. Yeah. Especially if you, you know what I mean? If you want to be competitive now, yeah. you, know, you have guys like, uh, uh, Hanky and, yeah. Uh, Jay Hedgecock and those guys that are building, you know, that are building really nice cars. It's it's hard to compete that you can't go build one in your in your garage anymore. It's hard to do. So oh. it can be competitive with it. Oh, trust me, I know. This is a uh, ninety nine <laughs> Hedgecock's intersection sitting <laughs> in this Charger car. Oh, yeah. I got sitting over here, and uh, yeah. we're trying to That's we're cool. we're making it work. We're making it work in the Charger class <laughs> here. So, uh, but uh, uh, when we can get a motor back. Um, it's it's down the road from you over at Earl Ramey Racing Engines, but <laughs> but um, yeah, so uh, cool man. Uh, I I want to know something, and just because we've had him on the show here, we we talk dirt, we talk a little bit of everything on the show here. Um, right, uh, y'all get that boy uh, Tyler Carpenter. <laughs> come, yeah, c- c- come run every once in a while over there. Have, can you calm him down, any? <laughs> man, you know. Uh, I've only been around him a couple of times, you know, that he's, that he's driven and like when we've done some driver debrief stuff and I listen to him and you know, his mind is wired to run and then shorter stint races, right? That's you right. can't, it's hard to, it's hard to not do that. And honestly, you know, it, it's hard for anybody to go from racing a truck to go over there and try and be competitive with what y'all do, right? Run them dirt cars. So he, it's it's a transition, you know the the ringers, so to speak. They don't, you know. Yeah. Although the SVG kind of proved everybody wrong on a little bit of that, but that's a whole different story, right? <laughs> yeah, that's a little different. That was uh yeah, man. That and, was and, and you know, sorry, but at least we have Carson. Most of our Carson goes. He we have a we actually have a uh, kryptonite chassis that one of Tyler's chassis that we. We run that Carson gets to drive every now and again at our shop, and, and that's exactly what I wanted to go to. Was uh, you know, after Tyler came over there and and ran with you guys, um, Carson decided. Was it at that point that Carson decided to get into the dirt dirt car? Well, uh, we have a guy that works for us, uh, and you may know him, uh, Cody Summer. Oh yeah, he puts on the big race of the dome, right? That's right. Well, Cody kind of runs that dirt late model program. So a couple of us or, or some of us had gone over to see one of the races at the Dome, and it was, in fact, the race that Tyler won. Right. And that kind of started getting the ball in motion to, to have it. And then once – I mean, Carson will drive anything, man. He's down at Millbridge. We have a, one of them little wing sprint car things at the shop. How, how does he, how does he fit in it? How does he fit in that thing? <laughs> Dude, his knees are like way back here, man. Like they're so far back over his head. Um, but he he just likes to drive. He's you know, race car drivers like to drive. They'll drive anything. 
You know, I worked with Ken Schrader early on in my career. And Schrader, man, if there was if they were racing boxcars out in the parking lot, he would want to get in. And he didn't care who built it. He didn't care about the safety of it. He just wanted to drive. That's right. That's right. Man, uh, well, talking about all these drivers you've worked with, man, uh, you came hmm. up in the – in the heyday of it, I guess we'll say, uh, back when, yeah. you know, everything just seemed so fun. But who, if you had to pick one or one team or one guy that you work for or work with, man, man, who was the most fun out there? <sighs> the most fun. Man, that's kind of loaded, right? So <laughs> I love Ron Hornaday, and I will tell this to anybody. When Ron Hornaday got out of whatever he was driving, you never said, man, I wish that guy tried hard. Because it, it wasn't. That's right. He gave it everything he had every lap. Sometimes too much at times, right? Um, and Ron was a lot of fun to be around. Randy LaJoy was a lot of fun to be around. Stewart was a hoot to be around. Um, there was, man, you know, some of the younger kids, they – uh, Bernie Lamar, I enjoyed working a little bit with Bernie. He was young and he was very talented. Um, but you know, it started getting to the point where performance and funding and all that stuff weren't, weren't really lining up. But So, I, you know, man, I'd have to go with probably Stewart and Hornaday. They were, they were a lot of fun to be around. They were just practical jokers. I, I could I, I could definitely see that <laughs> they uh yeah there's something else and you talked about Randy LaJoy he's he's still something else oh. to be around <laughs> he, I, I still talk, I still talk to him uh, quite a bit you know we'll shoot text back and forth sometimes uh you know it's kind of cool a few years ago when I was a TriStar um they made kind of a crew chief change or something so about the last five or six races of the year uh, Brian Smith who was running at the time after his dad Mark had passed away. Brian said, "Hey, will you crew chief this thing?" And at that point in time, I'd kind of, I kind of rendered myself the beginning of the shop. I want to spend a little more time at home. My girls were uh, just starting high school, I think, at the time, and I really just wanted to be around them. And uh, I got to work with his, you know, with Corey. So you know, you look back and you got to, you know, I got to win some races with Randy, which is pretty awesome, you know, especially in the latter part of his career, and. Uh, you know, have an opportunity to work with Corey. That was pretty cool for me. It was really cool. I, I saw today uh, uh, that he's in talks for a multi-year extension where he's at. So, really, yeah, cool dude. Yeah, yeah, it's good. That's so, good. That's great for him. Great for him. Well, uh, all right. Well, let's go to uh, – we know that you worked with, uh, you, you know, one of our guys. It's, we're right here in Florence, South Carolina, so we're right down the road from uh, where uh, Jordan Anderson is from, and you worked with him. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah. And, and did it – was it at that point, or, or, or when was it that you kind of – I don't know that you've ever, you know, said you went to this role, but you kind of did earlier. Um, but it's like you kind of went to this, uh, you know – Let's start something up and let's develop it. Almost like a driver yeah. development uh, crew chief, I guess we'll say. Um, yeah. it, was that a you know was that something you purposely did or is it just something a role that you've kind of fell into? It, it's kind of funny, you know. Um, when I first went to work at Nemco Motorsports or or at Evans Motorsports, the time was kind of paired together. It was to start that Bush team. That was my first time ever, like legitimately crew chiefing. So I put that deal together uh, with, with Brian Patty. Brian kind of helped 
did most of the legwork on it, and they hired me to come over here and be the Jewish school teacher. So I enjoyed that whole startup process. So then I went from there, and then I, I helped uh, Kevin and all the people there start KHI and get that thing, you know, taken off. And then I did the that cup car for Bob Levine for LFR, which was a lot of fun and a lot of work. It was hard mentally, physically. Uh, you know, we were at that point in time we were very understaffed and we didn't have anything. So I felt like I needed to kind of go back, and I knew that if I was going to go, as I say, maybe you know, five years from now, right off into the sunset, I knew that I wanted to do it back in the truck series because I felt like there was still, as crazy as it is, a, a use for guys like myself, you know, that still can work on them, that know every aspect. That, um, and a place like Jordan's was kind of perfect, right? Because he needed somebody. I was kind of in between things. I really wasn't sure what I wanted to do. And, and I, I, I really did. I, I enjoyed working there. It was hard because you know, uh, Jordan still was so young at that point in time. We were still driving the races. So I'm like, man, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm too, I mean, I, I did all this, you know, 25 years ago. I don't really want to do it right now, but uh, that was kind of part of it though, right? And I understood that. So, um, you know, Jordan used to always have a saying where it was like, uh, you know, just, just believe in what we're trying to build. And, and I did. And, I, and it was fun, man. I enjoyed it. But, it just, it just got too tiring for me. I couldn't drive everywhere every week. You know, my, uh, I was going through some personal stuff. With, um, you know, I wanted to be around my kids more. I've been gone all the time. I didn't want to. I didn't want to spend two extra days on the road, so to speak. But it was fun, though, man. It was fun. We and you know, I I felt like uh, it was you know a lot of times in your career you don't feel like you make a difference or you just feel like you're contributing in certain ways. But I felt like at Jordan's, I felt like I, I helped contribute and I helped him and helped his program. And it was good. It was, it was good. Well, man, kind of I'm, the same capacity I do at Nice. Exactly. And, and, and I'm not just trying to blow your head up or anything on here because you're, because you know, you're on with <laughs> us, but, but I mean, I look at back at your career from a, you know, a outside perspective and that's what I see about it everywhere is like you went everywhere, almost everywhere you went, you got it started and you were kind of that uh, cornerstone almost. I mean, you know, into getting, yeah. getting that stuff running. I mean, that's a, uh, I mean, that that's awesome. And I mean, I'm, you know, I'm proud of you for it. <laughs> well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. And, and it's nice to have, you know, people recognize that, right? Because as as all of us go through whatever part of life that we're going through, you just want to kind of have a stamp, right? And that, you know, I've always said like that was part of my stamp was to be able to take nothing, build something out of it, and then kind of watch it grow. It's like plant a garden, I guess. You you have a uh, you have done it well. So uh, let's move into your time over here at Nice, uh, man. Um, y'all y'all have really developed that uh the whole organization um and y'all yep. bring in bring in the drivers like like when y'all brought in uh when they brought in carson Hosevar. i mean you know he hadn't done a whole lot i mean yeah he had won a lot of races don't get me wrong but just nobody knew what he was going to be able to do in a truck well this year he has really proved you know he, he can be a winner yeah. um yeah. and y'all yeah. have just developed that program so so strong yeah and uh honestly that's a big kudos and a big credit to Alnese, Cody Fall, 
and Phil Gould, I mean, Phil kind of, you know, you know, he's up there on the box for Carson every week, but he drives all of our setup stuff. Phil is uh, very engineer-minded. You know, he's a he's another New Jersey guy, right? We, we kind of knew a little bit of one another from way back when, but we think alike. We're all on the same page, and then you know, this year we brought Mike Hillman over, so. Um, that was a big that was a big addition as yeah. well. But Cody Cody Ethaw and Al, they really you know, they they started this from nothing. Um, like Cody said, you know, he said he just wanted to do this for kind of fun for a little while and now you know, now we just bought a eighty thousand square foot shop we've been working out of. We have we build all of our own chassis, uh, we hang all of our own bodies. Um, we have all the pull down rigs, all the all we have all the tools we need to uh, race for championships week in and week out. Man, that's so cool. That's so cool. And I know y'all can do it. I mean, and yeah. uh, I, I, yeah. I, I feel like uh, Carson is going to be right there in the hunt this year. Uh, oh. I mean, he is, yeah. he's strong everywhere, man. He is. So it's funny because I did my first race. I did Carson's first truck race with right. at Eldora wow. when I was at Jordan's. Oh, and really? I remember this gangly, tall goofy i guess kid he was 16 at the time right probably wearing some goofy hat I, like, I, I think he was a little more i don't want to say he was polished but you know uh, he was like trying to be he was trying to play the part you know what i mean he was oh, like yeah. all right i'm not gonna be a goofball now i gotta look professional and he and i talked to him for about five minutes and i just listened to him talk and i'm like man if this kid can back up what he's saying He's going to be good. But we went to Eldora, and I, honest to God, we ran in the top seven until we ended up getting wrecked, right? You know, I was one of them races was a demolition derby or an Eldora <laughs> race, however you want to look at it. But I said, this kid's talent is unbelievable. Like, he, he works it himself, right? Like, he's not only asking us to make the vehicle better, but he tries to make himself better. And, I, and, and I'll say this, that, there's a lot of guys that want the truck to do certain things for them, but there's only so many guys that can make the truck themselves do it, what they want to do, or whether it's truck or car. I mean, you see that the likes of Kyle Larson's, the Tony Stewart's, the Kevin Harvick's, the world, those guys are just, they're amazing. Yes, you know, they it's are. It's just a craft. Yes, they are 100%. So, but I, I do, I, I love, uh, I love being a niece. Um, Cody kind of, lets me have my reins on my team and we build our trucks. And like I said, Phil and between myself and Phil and Hillman and Cody, we kind of all, uh, we're all on board with everything we're doing. We're fully committed and we just keep, we keep trying to be better and better and better. I mean, this past, even like last year, we came back after uh, Phoenix and we cut everybody off, everything. And we started from scratch. Wow. We are like, we need to be, we need to be here, right? We have, you know, very talented drivers between, uh, obviously, Ross comes to drive for us, you know, and Bailey Curry is, huh, he's he's very talented, you know, he gets to, uh, he gets to drive sometimes, and then you throw in Lawless, who, you know, is still continuing to grow, he's from more of a sports car background, but he's learning every week, and little by little, we see progress, and, you know, that's all we can ask for. For sure. And what I want to ask about that is, 
is, and I know you've probably been part of this at certain organizations. Um, it, it was very well known, or still is, I think. I, I don't really know how. Like, let's say just Hendrick, for instance, uh, they worked out of multiple shops for their for their cars, and um, you know, it, I I remember hearing some of the crew chiefs say, "Yeah, we kind of just did our own thing over in this shop." Um, how's it yeah. work over at Nice? Are, are all you all the crew chiefs together? You know, kind of got a common goal, or how's that work out for y'all? We do. Uh, uh, kind of goes back to what I was saying before. I mean, so Phil Gould, he drives all the setups, right? Right. And we pretty much all three or four of our trucks, whatever we're running, even at times when we ran five, they were all driven off of that that 42 setup. You know, I, I'm, I might have 50 pounds more left rear spring or something very small or minute. Nothing that, that we could ever uh, put ourselves in a box that we couldn't get out of you know, during the race. That's right. Um, so when I tell you that they are all the same, it is, it's crazy. I mean, we have digital scanners to scan the bodies and the bodies are all the same within, I think our tolerance now we're down to about 90 thousandths. Wow. That's, yeah, that's tight. Yeah, <laughs> that's tight. It's a, it is. It's, and, and, and that's just what we do. Right. I mean, because the only way to make the company better is by, all three or all four of them being the same, you know, now, you know, uh, I may say, you know, with this truck, when I ran this truck in the past, it, it liked this rather than this. Right. Oh yeah. So you look back through your notes and you chase some things through your notes and you just maybe start a little bit different, but still knowing that you can get to, uh, wherever you need to get to. Sweet, sweet. Well, man, yeah. y'all have a uh, uh, speaking of lawless. Let, let's go there real quick. Um, and sure. You kind of spoke about how you're seeing progression, and, and we are seeing progression, even like this past weekend. And yes, that's a little probably more in his wheelhouse. Uh, but regardless, um, it's progression, and it's 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 a positive when you can run up front yeah. with those guys, and um, especially when you can not get taken out by. Certain females on track, <laughs> but uh, we weren't going to go there. But oh, I, understand. I know where you're going. That's all I'm think, saying about. That's all I'm saying about it. Nothing for nothing, but something happened this week, and we might have got all the oh, back on that. So. I was going to say they didn't. They didn't have it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They probably didn't show that on TV. Not too much. Not too much. But yeah, no. I did. They did. There were some people out in the, out in the uh, crowd talking about it a little bit. <laughs> but no. yeah, yeah. But man, he he is. He's coming along. Um, where it was, you know, last year when he ran select races, um, you know, it was kind of, it was tough. It's tough for anybody to come in and run yeah. select races like that uh, this year. And right. I, I feel like, especially truck series, because truck series is kind of that big stepping stone from whatever you ran. I don't care if it's late models. I don't care if it's sports cars, whatever. Trucks are different. Um, yeah. And so, to me, it almost takes you a year to really learn these things and just learn what they need oh, as a driver. Um, so, yeah. I feel like he really is progressing, man. How do you feel? I do. I feel good. Um, you know, I always look at, I try to look at some of the stats, right? So I'll, I'll go back a couple of years ago before Lawless came to drive for us full time. He had driven, uh, he had driven for us at Darlington. Yep. And this was like COVID era, um, you know, pretty much just show up, have your stupid mask on or whatever. And then, and then race. That's right. Right? <laughs> yep. So he didn't have no laps, no nothing. So we literally had to start dead. He got about 30 minutes of sim time at Chevy Simulator. 
And at that point, that stuff was still uh, developing a little bit, at least on our end. And that kid got in that thing, and he drove from 30th to 10th until he got wrecked at Darlington, right? So when you look at racetracks, to me, it's probably the hardest racetrack we go to yes. because it requires every aspect of it. And I'm, I'm probably a little biased because it is one of my favorites. So, in fact, it is my favorite. But, well, well, it's my home um, track over here. I mean, it's, we're 10 minutes right, out of the road from it, so, you know. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, we saw that. And then last year was, you know, kind of putting a new team together, trying to get some some things in play. Uh, you know, Darren Fraley, he, Darren Fraley, incredible engineer, did a good job. And, you know, they they had good days and they had bad days. Well, I think this year when I look at it and I look at the stats of it, I think we qualify about seven or eight spots on average better uh, than he did last year. And I think our average finishes are close to, you know, maybe three, four, five spots better. So that's, there's a little progression there. That's so solid, it, it does, uh, yeah, it is solid. You know, and like I said, I mean, being around Lawless and, and learning to, cater to some of the things that he likes and, and knowing uh, just what, you know, if he says it's loose, is it like, you know, is it half time air pressure loose or is it like, oh my God, I got to start cramming rubbers in the left rear, you know what I mean, and making humongous changes. Just learning all that has been a, it's been uh, a little bit more of a stepping stone for myself, you know, just in order to give him what he wants. But I feel like little by little we've gotten better. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And go and continue to, man. Well, man, I sure, yeah. I, I don't want to take up much more of your time, man. I sure appreciate you uh, jumping on with us and, uh, and battling through the technical difficulties. Well, thanks for getting an old man on here, man. <laughs> dude, anytime. <laughs> dude, anytime. I'd love to have you on more. Oh, Let's man, talk about it. We can talk about anything, man. I'm, I'm I, I, you know, music racing, I, I'm, I, li- I like doing this stuff. Like I said, they, it kind of puts some of us old guys out on pasture anymore. I think they don't like us on like the big shows or big TV because <laughs> they're afraid that we're going to say what we really want to say, and that usually <laughs> ticks somebody off. You know? Hey, well, well, that's that's why we're here. You can say whatever you want to say on here. I don't even care. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> It's, uh, it's funny, though, I was telling somebody this the other day, I said, you know, I sent Wally a friend request on Facebook. I don't know how many years ago it was, but, I mean, it, 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 and you accepted it. I was just like, cool. And so, I mean, we've actually been friends on Facebook for a while, and I promise you, I he is one of the funniest people on Facebook. It, just some of the pictures he will put up <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, you will ever not, see. Like I said, that's hard. Like, and that's, I'm usually pretty toned down. Uh, you know, it's bad when your mom calls you and they're like, mom's like, hey, listen. You remember that, you know, you do have a job and a career, <laughs> so be careful what you say. And I'm like, man, people, you know, people, I, I want to be real. You know, I want I, personality, I, man. That's what I want. I do, I man. I, I've never, and I think that that's, you know I mean? Maybe that's been some of the things that's held me back throughout my career, you know, to not always get an opportunity to go to one of the humongous teams or anything like that. But, man, I always stay true to myself. That's right. right. That is like, right. Why would you, uh, why would you want to be something different? That is right, man. One arm it never changed. I know you never will. I just want to know who no, actually cuts the it. grass like that. I mean, cuts the grass at my house. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, like some of the pictures you'll be putting on Facebook as a profile picture. I'm like, who cuts the grass like that? <laughs> oh yeah, well, my, yeah. Well, I'm not gonna say there hadn't been times when I might have. <laughs> Depends what you was might what you was sipping into that day. Too much one day. Yeah, I might have a little bit too much. 
<laughs> but it makes people laugh, right? They're like, what is wrong with you? I love it. I'm like, I'm like yeah, you'd do it if you could. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> 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 all right man well man i sure appreciate you coming on hanging out with us buddy it Absolutely. is uh it's been a pleasure and and man I, up anytime. i'd love to get you back on sometime man let's talk about some more racing this uh, you know sometime later on this year we'll get you back on buddy that'd be great i appreciate it man thank you i appreciate it thank you all right guys be good see ya take it easy all right everybody mr uh wally rogers veteran nascar crew chief as you hear there um he's like i said he's worked with everybody that's, yeah. that's, i was just one of them things you know like i said me and him have been friends on facebook for years i mean which is really weird to me now maybe not to younger folk which connor ain't even on facebook he's got a racing page but he's not even on facebook yeah. <laughs> but uh us people that came up when when Facebook was new and stuff, you know, it's like I'm friends with him on on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> I've never met this person before uh, in my life. Uh, <laughs> same thing, same thing. <laughs> yeah, same thing. Real life Facebook, same here. thing. So, uh, no, I really appreciate Wally uh, coming on, hanging out with us, and uh, he spells his last name right. Don't spell it with a D. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, my my brother from another mother. There, no, he is is cool. And I was a uh, is one of them people that you know he's worked with every team out there but and i'm not gonna lie i'm still you know i'm still hesitant to ask some people to come on because i'm just like hey, you know they might not have time for us but wally was one of them people that i was like i bet you he would come on the show seems like the kind of guy <laughs> that would do that <laughs> exactly yeah. he would talk to us okay, and, uh, so we sure appreciate him for coming on um and got to hit real quick, as I mentioned in there. <laughs> Earl Ramey Racing Engines, guys. If you need some speed for your uh for your for your ride for from some horsepower for for uh just like we just talked about Tyler Carpenter in there. Uh, Tyler Carpenter, a lot of times he's running some Earl Ramey Racing Engines in his super late model. Um, been many times he's had one in there and ran really good with it. So uh, uh, head over to Earl Ramey Racing Engines, get you some power under your hood today some horses get you some time on his chassis dyno man it is a that is a uh, a tool there that is uh that is that is very useful very useful so uh head over to earl ramey racing engine one of the biggest things you'll put on there is some pro fab headers and exhaust best looking headers on the market but that's the least of it best performing also they are um man you will uh you will up your horsepower numbers, your torque numbers, everything on that already good motor you got. So head over to Profab Headers and Exhaust. Get yourself some today because they are quality that wins. All right, Connor. We've uh, we got some, I guess, stuff to talk about this week. A little bit. Uh, since we ain't been here in yeah. two weeks. So, um uh let's go back far let's go back far let's go back to since we didn't talk oh, i put some stuff out there uh to kind of get some feelers about it uh, about the chicago street circuit um street course circuit whatever you want to call this the thing um first of all before we get into any of the rest of it how'd you like the racing the racing the racing just, just, just the race just racing just racing if oh. we're just talking about the green flag laps how was the racing I'd say about as good as you'll see on a street course anywhere. I agree. I agree. I mean, really, I th I thought I thought the races themselves were pretty good. I 
I personally like the fact that it rained. I don't think it might be as good a race without the rain, actually. Um, but it was very competitive. There was there was more a lot more passing going on than I than I anticipated. It was. That um, was good to see. I mean, really. I mean, it, it was, I give it. There was as much passing as Sonoma or exactly. You know exactly. Most so, race course. So I'm gonna give credit where credit is due. The racing on that track turned out probably ninety percent better than what I envisioned was going to happen so congratulations because i'm be honest with you for me at least maybe there's some people a whole lot better but for me on i racing with it no <laughs> i never even <laughs> bothered to buy it <laughs> not too good uh so so racing all right this is where i seem to uh ruffle some feathers on on the social medias about not about a cup race about the xfinity race I did not like the fact, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe somebody said there's some something out there somewhere else that this happened to. Maybe I don't know. I don't remember it happened. I do not like the fact. I don't care. It was two laps. I don't care. I do not like the fact that it was called before halfway. Yeah. And the I, sole I, purpose was because the city did not want him back on Monday. This, yep. And yeah. Um, I think the biggest mistake in general was having the Xfinity there with with the limited amount of track time they were allowed. It was it was going to have to run perfect to get both races in. And I think and many people I say people that were there say that if NASCAR was in complete control of the event, it probably would have finished uh, Saturday evening. But because of Chicago's policy with the lightning, and everything it was called earlier than NASCAR probably would have wanted. But yeah, I don't like the going against the principle just because it's a special event. I don't. Yeah, that don't matter to me. Um, I feel like they should, when they sign the contract with them, um, I I feel like it should be all right. We uh, you know, this is our policy. We race until it's finished. Um, I can understand the cutoff in that. Um, and then NASCAR's got to figure that out. Um, but if, you know, if we got to go back Monday, we go back Monday. Yeah. I mean, a NASCAR. We got to go back Tuesday, we go back Tuesday. Yeah. A NASCAR race in July is, it's very, you know, a toss up. It could rain, you know, anytime. And so, yeah, trying to fit two races and two practices, two qualifiers and two days yeah. with a limited amount of track time. It was, I, it was I'm with you on that. I feel like they probably should just um, put uh, the Cup Series there, maybe? Yeah, just bring the Cup. Run it on Saturday, though. That way it gave them um, Sunday if they needed it. Yeah. And then, then I think I would have been great. Um, yeah, I think probably was too much, being it was kind of a first-time experiment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm with you on that. Um, uh, all right, cup race. Moving on to it. Uh, Sean Van Ginsbergen come from the V8 supercars and just put it on the cup guys. Yeah. I mean, when it was time to go, he yeah. pushed gas and drove around them. Yeah, I honestly wish that it wouldn't have had the mix-up whenever they decided to shorten it and then all of a sudden, Haley and Austin Dillon, and then yeah. we're up front. Because I feel like um, Bell and Reddick and 
SVG were, were pretty pretty close. I'd, I'd like to see them race it out that way, but of course, th- those two, you know, took themselves out of, and he was the only one that could come through the field. So no doubt, no doubt, we'll, we'll learn. But I, I really wish they could have had the top three racing it out there. But still, still a, a good finish, and it was, it was. And and I'm gonna go back. Let's go back with that call in the race. You know, all of a sudden in the middle of a race, after strategy is already playing out. Um, you know, and they're just calling, all right, we're shortening the race. I didn't agree with that. I didn't agree yeah. with that. I think knowing, in my opinion, this is what they should have done. They should have, it, it's not hard to look at the Weather Channel app or whatever else and see what time the sun's setting. Yeah. Um, and you know there's going to be some cautions. You know there's, there's going to be wet some track. Tra- exactly. So, my opinion is they should have said, look, we're taking the green this time. We'll run it all the way to the end if we can. But at this time, we're throwing the white flag. So at that point, you would have known, all right, we're racing to this time. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I mean, that just seems... Good to set. Yeah. It's kind of... The only other time I can remember is New Hampshire last year. It kind of had the same deal, but it's shortening. I think it was... 15 laps or 20 laps at New Hampshire is different than shorting 20 laps off of a road course. Exactly. You know, that's a huge point. So, yeah. I wish I, did, I wish they would have called it because they, they, I think they called it during a caution. Like yeah, when it was like... Pit stops were about to happen to determine right. the final run of the race. Which, In my opinion, I, th- I think if they do go back next year, I think it should just be 80 laps. I don't, I don't think that race needed another 20 laps. But, yeah. you know, but I don't... Yeah, that was, that was kind of a rough deal. So All right. It, to put a lot of the fast cars in the back, and it was said NASCAR spent upwards of forty million dollars for the infrastructure around there. Oh, sorry. Um, and the mayor has basically pointed to they are thinking about because apparently had a contract. They're basically thinking about buying out the contract so NASCAR doesn't come back. Yeah. Is the word. Well, yeah, everything I've heard is they're going to reevaluate it. And there's, there's an opt out clause after the first right. year within 90 days of the first race, whatever. But yeah. I mean, that, that, I, I've, what I've heard is that it will take two to three years for NASCAR to turn a profit right. running this event. Right. And, and they knew that going in, but you, I, I'm sure signing a three, three year deal like they did, they hope they get more than one. I would think so too, um, but my my problem with that is is why are we going somewhere that flat out just doesn't want? I, I'm gonna say us because we're a racing community, but why are we trying to force ourselves into an area that doesn't want us? Doesn't want our money because think about all the hotels that's selling out up there. Think about all the restaurants that's piling people in now it's chicago it always happens and i guess that's the issue i wonder um why so why are we going there i mean you know why are we trying to force ourselves in there when you got chicago land joliet illinois which is an hour away um your core fan base is gonna go there i understand trying to get new fans uh but i feel like there's other ways to do it um i feel like i know there ridiculously saturated with it but you could have made an awesome street course in downtown charlotte yeah i feel i don't i'm not opposed to the idea no, of, of, of a street course in a, in a big 
you know, suburban city. I think I think that's I think it brought a lot of eyes to the sport. It definitely did. But you yeah, I to, feel like you would want to go to a, a city that really wants you. And I, I think the mayoral change between the time the contract was signed and yeah. the race might have might have played a part in that. But yeah, I, I feel like there wasn't a lot of Chicago support. No, I don't. I don't. Might, I might be not up to the now. Record. They claim claim. I don't know how they really judge this, but they claim that eighty uh, percent of the audience that was there, the fans that were there, were new and there was their first time at a race. Kind of makes. I kind of feel like that's kind of hard to believe. I'm not going to be necessarily Debbie Downer for it because the cheapest ticket yeah. was two hundred and eighty nine dollars. Well, that could make it true because I mean, no, no average fan who's going to their local NASCAR track is going to pay true. that. So maybe, Very true. maybe the big wigs in Chicago were the only ones there. But mm. <laughs> that's a lot of money for yeah. a ticket. Oh yeah, and they were selling it off. This is what stinks for them is they were selling it off the fact of these big headlining concerts there. Oh yeah, two and three to uh, four got canceled or something. Exactly. I don't know how many yeah. of them even went off. And so. I mean, people were. I did hear some people were upset, uh, asking, uh, "Well, do we get a refund?" And I was like, "Well, no, you didn't really buy a concert ticket. You bought a race ticket. That was, race happened. Race did happen. Yeah, uh, kind of. Um, <laughs> uh, if we're talking about Xfinity race, uh, but yeah, the, I mean, a lot of it was a package deal. It, it know, was. It four was con- four concerts and two races, and that's exactly how they sold it. And I mean, I I get that. It's just uh, I don't know, but I'm like. Um, it it could have, you know, it you could have went to Las Vegas. You could have went to Nashville. Uh, courses, you know, they already had. Hey, run it, run stuff. it, a NASCAR the same weekend. Exactly, exactly. Um, I feel like those cities want you there. Yeah. I mean, granted, you already got racetracks there. Um, which is, I guess, why they went somewhere else. Um, I'd be fine taking a. Uh, date off of Las Vegas and put uh, it exactly. On. I'm good with that. I'm good with taking Nashville's super speedway away <laughs> and yeah. uh, running downtown Nashville. Um, I, I don't want to say four straight. I can say next year. I I think it's better. No, I don't want to see that once many. a year. I would love to see. Just as I would like to see the All Star Race do this, I don't think it's going to. I would love to see a different street course every year. Yeah. They don't want to do that because it costs so much in the yeah. infrastructure around it. But I'm like, man, if y'all just buy those Jersey Bears and truck them up and down the road wherever you want to, you already got them. I mean, yeah. It's going to take a new engineering thing to engineer yeah. a track everywhere, which I'm sure is probably the biggest thing. Now that you got it at Chicago, you know what the track's going to look like. Exactly. You know what, what every amount of material you need. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, the way I feel, I don't feel like Chicago is going to be renewing. I don't well, know. They are either. I I could see it, and the thing is, is just like every other race, just like North Wilkesboro with the uh, um, All Star race, uh, it sold out. I mean, just you know, right. Chicago sold a lot of tickets. It was first time, second time, ain't gonna happen that much. No, I think the biggest thing NASCAR was happy about was the high TV rating. I think that's oh yeah what they were the after. Was, everybody was interested. Dude. I, mean, I was interested. Yeah. And I and I, and I enjoyed the race. For, I did for to check it out. I thought it was a pretty, a pretty good NASCAR race for somebody new to watch. I actually, I know a lot of people are like, "What do you mean you brought somebody in there who just does this all the time?" I love the fact that SVG won yeah, the race. It was a popular win. I thought it was pretty cool. 
Yeah, it was it was one of those. Now I think he. I don't think he meant it this way, but I think some people was taking it as kind of a backhanded yeah, comment when he was saying the top ten out of Australian supercars could have come in. And I think on a street course, he's probably yeah. right. And I, I don't, and I don't think he meant to say. No, I don't I, think he was necessarily saying we, anything. We, we would come over here and run one through ten. Yeah, you know, that's not going. It's like it's like if Kyle Larson runs any five hundred and runs, you know, runs right. good. And he says, well, you know, I mean, he, he wins NASCAR. He doesn't absolutely dominate. You know, I think that's kind of what he was saying. Yeah. Because he's like, he's fourth in standings over there or whatever. So he's saying, you know, there's a lot of drivers as good as I am oh, yeah. in the series, which oh, yeah. is definitely true. Well, I mean, everybody knew that when Marcus Ambrose come mm-hmm. over here and, you know, ran for the years that he did and did great, especially yeah. on road courses. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, I don't. If it does go back for another year, I think that'll be the last year. Um, but I think I don't know. I wasn't. I do. I do want to see it in the dry one time. It'd be nice. It'd be nice. I don't think the rain was necessarily a bad thing, but I think I don't know. I like. I like to see it on a completely dry track and just 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 to see what kind of difference it would make. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Um, so anyway, moving on from that. Um, I guess we already talked about Mid-Ohio there. <laughs> um, and uh, I will say one thing. Uh, guy that we've raced against a couple times who has uh, whipped our tail, <laughs> uh, Landon Lewis, was also in the race. Um, and he drove a pretty good, pretty good race. Spun out one time. I guess um, I saw that one I, Which was nothing unusual everybody, for everybody I think did. everybody else did too. So <laughs> everybody got a free pass at one. <laughs> uh, but... I think he ended up finishing, I can't remember, 19th. I can't remember. I'm not sure. Somewhere around 20th-ish, I think so. Um, Solid day for him. Solid day for him. Debut. Yeah. Well, I think they, well, you say he won the road course in the ARCA race. I think that's the reason they wanted to put him on a road course in the truck. But I'm just like, yeah. Those truck road course races are so just. Laying on each other and cautions everywhere. That was a rough race. Like we were talking with Wally about. I mean, that was a uh, man. Mm-hmm. Phew. Them first, uh, the first three uh, pace laps was was awful. <laughs> really? I, I didn't see. I, Dude, I saw some of it on the way home. Go back, go back and watch it. They were spinning out under pace. Laps. I heard that's what happened. Yeah, it was bad. I mean, they were standing water on track. <laughs> I mean, it was just they hit it and all of a sudden just, just flip it on around. So I don't know. It was something else. Um, I mean, it ended up being a good race after some dry come into the track, but that track, for whatever reason, with them trucks, a little bit of wet was just tough for them guys. Um, it is what it is. All right. So, beyond NASCAR, the other thing that went on Saturday, uh, we were back at Dillon Motor Speedway, as we were talking about before we talked to uh, Wally there, um, in Legend Cars. And I was not in not this in, one. Yep. <laughs> Was not in this one. Um, Mr. Dennis Brown, which y'all heard on here, I don't know, a month or so ago now. Uh, he was gracious enough to, uh, he called me uh, Thursday after, we actually right before we recorded the uh, with the guys from Bubba, Bubba's About Broke. Uh, called me right before then. He said, hey, man. He said, I want to get this car back going. Uh, we tried to get it going a couple times, and a couple guys have been in it, and um I don't know. They were typically racing other stuff too, and yeah, it just wasn't the main. Never focus. a consistent driver. It just wasn't the main focus. Weeks, yeah. yeah. So um, he called me and he said, "We want we want to get this car back running right." And uh, he said, "Let's uh," he said, "If you you'd be willing to run, drive it for us uh, for a few weeks or so, uh, 
love to have you in it. So I was like, heck yeah, sign me up. There you go. <laughs> sign <laughs> while, me up. While you're waiting on your rides, you can. That's right. So, uh, so we got out there, um, uh, Saturday morning, um, got everything out and I said, all right, now went over a few things on just look make sure where we were at and uh jumped out there and practice uh and uh open practice we don't really have open practice because they don't want other cars on the yeah. track with us and i'm grateful uh in the legend car but um so got out there uh first setup that was in it it wasn't far off but i was super loose um come in change some tires around went back out I was a little bit on the tight side. So I was like, all right, well, we, it is responding. Yeah. It is responding. Which is a good thing. That is a wonderful thing. <laughs> I, I, I'm all right when it goes from super loose to super tight. So I'm like, all right, I can, I can go back somewhere in the middle here. <laughs> we can fix this. Uh, so yeah, that's what we did. Um, and we were coming around, coming around there. And then, then Connor went out there and uh, made us all look bad because he <laughs> throws his that. car back together and tells Dennis there, he said, uh, yeah, Dennis asked him, he said, you going to go out for open practice? He said, nah, I'll just go out for two controls. It's all right. He said, you ain't going to shake it down or Nah, it's all right. Like, ah. I almost wasn't all right, but. Oh, it was good. We we thrived. It's good. It'll, it'll fix itself. It, it restricted you just enough. <laughs> so uh, anyway, got it back together. Got rear end back in it. All straight. Mm-hmm. Uh, what went on with it there? Um, It was just really the only thing. Nothing, nothing other than just. A little bit still damaged from the wreck. Steering rack was still fighting us and all, but um, we were. I mean, it was. It drove like it always did, which I was glad. I wasn't. I mean, changing the whole rear end housing and everything. I wasn't sure. wasn't sure how it was going to respond, but um, it felt the way it always did, which I was happy for. Obviously, <laughs> Connor went out there and he was like two tenths faster than everybody. In Saturday. second practice, they had me in the first practice. Well, you you need one practice to shake it down. You probably didn't even go half throttle out of the first practice. <laughs> hey, and, and Rafe didn't go out second practice, so that probably was the one that, that was going. Rafe away. was having some issues the other day. Um, which I mean, I know, he he told me the other day before we went. He said, I, I, "I'm." He said, "I threw something at it." He said, "I knew I, I had changed, but he got the new shocks." And uh, he said, "I'm gonna try them." So he threw them at it and. Um, couldn't get it work right in the first couple practices, so he, I think he went back to the old ones just to mm-hmm. something new that was working. But then, then he was fastest in first practice. Yep. So, uh, but then after that, uh, rain came, and we came home. <laughs> yeah, very, very, very odd rain delay, yeah. rain postponement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess there wasn't nobody racing next weekend, and yeah. we were we were, I, and I will say we were down some cars. I don't know if it was being that was July Fourth week up into that. Um, uh, Legends weren't really down too Legends much. Were Legends probably was a good crowd, class, yeah. yeah. Um, but the rest of it, uh, it was it was down a little bit, and we had uh, Jerry Smith on here. I, if y'all, any of y'all saw, had Jerry Smith on here last week. Um, real quick, we didn't even do a show. We just I done a quick little sit down with him. Um, he got on here and talked about the Charles Hutto Memorial, uh, race. Um, and they were out there in full force doing all that. And so, uh, there were some street stocks, good, strong street stocks there, I think. Um, hopefully there will, I, th- I think, I think chance of rain scares people off too. Uh, so hopefully this coming Saturday, uh, we'll have even more out there. 
So y'all be sure to come on out for the uh, Charles Hutto Memorial at Dillon Motor Speedway. Maybe I can redraw. I really hope it's not the same, all the same. And they just say, oh, we use the same numbers because I drew horribly for the heat race. Did, did not I, hope, I hope that was some some form of qualifying. That'd be nice. Take, take second round of practice and set the heat race like That'd that. That'd be nice. Or let the top five redraw. I think, I, think, I think that would actually be a really, really good deal if you could take the top five from second practice and let them redraw so that way. That'd be cool. Yeah. That'd be cool. So, uh. So we'll be out there Saturday. Good Lord willing and the creek don't rise. That is uh that is our plan. As our plan where to be this weekend. All right. Uh so um had Xfinity and Cup at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Um I'm gonna be one hundred percent honest. I didn't get to watch much of the Xfinity race. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't miss much of the Xfinity race, I'll really? tell you that. Yeah. It, it, maybe something about those cars that was just uh couldn't do much. There was a lot, a lot of, a lot of the freight train single file around the top for really? most of it. Um, yeah, really is about it. They, they kind of got diced at the end, but even even then, it was just whoever got out front was probably was going to be pretty steady. It was going to take a couple teammates behind you to make any type of move to the bottom. So it was, it was all right, but it, it wasn't. It wasn't, it wasn't wasn't a very good race. Who won that? It was John Hunter Nemechek. John Hunter stole right. it from John the Hunter. three colleague cars that yep. got racing each other. I did see the uh, last restart there where they went at it, and uh, John Hunter can do that. It's like he he's like a he's like another Kevin Harvick. If he's right there, you better watch for him right oh, yeah. end. because he's going to drive thought, it yeah. hard in the last couple. He laps. wasn't the best handling car in the top four or five, but um, yeah, he cleared them and. And uh, Haley was stuck behind Hemrick, and that was it. He just he ran two hard laps, and there you go. Two qualifying laps. Let's go. Mm-hmm. All right, cup race. Sunday night cup race. Um, I've had a couple of those here lately. Yeah. Um, I what, know. It's, um, I think they're just trying to beat the heat, I guess. I guess they are. Um, used to, if it was going to be a night race, it was going to be on Saturday night because of people not, you know, wanting to get home so late, uh, I guess. People hadn't worked the next mm-hmm. day. Um I'm. I'm not trying to be negative about this. I'm just wondering if they really don't care about if anybody's at the track too much anymore. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, that's what it seems like. Oh, the, the money definitely comes from from TV. TV. Yeah, and if you can put it at seven o'clock on a Sunday night, that's prime time. Prime time, especially in the summer. There's no yeah. NFL or anything. Yeah, it's probably better for TV. Probably so. That's what I'm thinking. So, um, I watched it. Um. I think that was one of the best races this new car has put on. It is. I, I'm really not a fan of New Atlanta. I'll be the first to say I'm that. I'm not either. I, I, don't I wasn't like... either. I, I didn't like the drafting. Yeah. But it was, I almost felt like, and um, Ross uh, Ross talked about, Ross Chastain talked about this. He said he never once drove wide open around the whole track. Yeah. He said I, he had to lift over. And I yeah, think well, as the asphalt wears, maybe it's going to get. That's going to be interesting to see. Exactly. That's why I'm wondering. Maybe yeah, it's got it kind of reminded me of a better, like, old Daytona. Yeah. Which yeah. was, uh, to be honest, I'd, I'd rather see that as the playoff cutoff race instead of Talladega. I think, I don't know. Yeah. It, it seems less prone to have a major pileup and just take out everybody. And, I mean, I thought I thought that was the best super speedway racing that we've seen this year. Yeah. I mean, really, really, it seemed like it was just. It's like it put those cars just enough on the edge. Yeah. 
I mean, just enough. When you it, saw them qualifying, they were yeah. they, half of them were just like wrecking loose. Yeah. Kinda. And I th- and I think that's gonna be good. Uh, this track, you know, as it ages another year or two, I think they're gonna have to slow down. Um, I don't know if they'll ever get used and break, but they'll be close. Maybe yeah, but, I don't know. I hope not. I actually hope not. I hope they just on the edge of you know. If they get into where they have to use break, I'd probably rather see them unrestricted. Yes, me too. I mean, yeah. So that'd be interesting to see if it ever wears enough to for them to do that. Yeah. But um, I don't like six. Super speedways a year. The way if I if I had it my way, I'd probably I'd say give Atlanta the race and the chase, and I'd give them the All Star race. I think that'd be a really good All Star race. It could, yeah. or you know, twenty cars. I think it's you know it's put on a show. Definitely. No, and, and and give them a second date. It's not a points race, but I could go with that. I can definitely say I enjoyed it. I mean, I I don't I'm not a big fan of pack racing, but. It was well. It was definitely exciting to watch. It was packed, but it was almost like they could break up every once in a while. It I don't was, know. It was it was different. I, it, was, it seemed different to me anyway. It was, it just was, it was interesting. Which, which I was really going in. The Xfinity race was the complete opposite. The Xfinity race you just couldn't pass. Yeah. It was. Well, I don't know. They just don't have enough side force or what. But the Cup race was cool. It was both both lanes could work, and it was it was it was exciting. Um. So uh, I really thought. Uh, Brad Keselowski had that race almost locked up because I was like, man, this is gonna it's gonna come down the end of the second. I was looking at the radar. I pulled up the radar on my phone and I'm looking at the track and I'm looking at you know where they are and I'm like, they're racing to the end of stage two. That's that's where they're racing oh, yeah. to. Everybody knew the rain. I, the I thought was that was it. Up. I thought that was it. And then nope, we're going back green. It's like, oh, all right, how long are they going back green? Because they ain't gonna last long. And it didn't. It didn't last long. Um, ones that made it work. I mean, he had to come in. It, you had no choice. He was about out. He had four laps remaining on fuel. So, oh, McDowell was up there like running on fuel. Yeah, the last yeah. couple of laps. I really, really wish we could have went to the end. I know there, there was no, no way, but I mean that that I think that would have been a really good race. Yeah, which already already was, but um, just you know to see how it would have played out, it would have been very nice. It was cool. It's cool. It's cool for sure. Um, but William Byron picked up his fourth win of the year, which was pretty unexpected. Um, being he spun out, and he was not good. It was just like, where did he come from? It wasn't good, and uh, I mean, but that has been their kind of their mo all year. Um, is you know, be there at the end, be in a position where you can win, mm-hmm. uh, and that's kind of I'm. I, most of the races that he's won, he hasn't dominated. So it's been a lot of late, late race. Yeah. So, I mean, get them however you can. I guess they don't, they don't ask how they ask how many. That's right. That's right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I'd like to thank our friends over at Dixie Made. Y'all head over to Dixie Made right here in Florence, South Carolina, right here at the Flea Market. Head over to Dixie Made um, and get all of your Southern attire as I like to call it, uh, that you can stand. Um, I don't care if you're looking for hats, sunglasses, T-shirts, uh, wallets. I mean, I really don't care. They got it from all kinds of different brands. Um, Southern Fried Cotton, uh, Drake Waterfowl, um, just to name a couple. And that's, I mean, that is a couple out of dozens of different brands that they have in store. So y'all head over to Dixie Made Apparel. And also... Racers out there, if you were looking for a uh, some a new race suit, 
call our good friends over at RevMax Racing. They uh they can get you hooked up on a uh, a new race suit, um, and uh get you going today on it, um, for sure. But anyway, all right. So, uh, what else we got? Anything else? You, uh, our buddy Trent Ivy won the Grassy Smith Memorial. Really? I will say up at Cherokee. Cool, dude. My buddy won him 10 G's. That's crazy. Dirt payouts are just dirt payouts are awesome. Yeah. It costs a lot, though. <laughs> they do. But I mean, it was, I don't know. Do you think it costs that it much got, more than, no, than a, like a late model stock? Yeah. No. No. And you think payouts are, aren't even comparable no. week to week? I mean, it's it's constant ten, five, ten thousand oh, yeah, dollars of dirt. It's probably got four or five big pays, big payouts a year. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, that's that's a weekly thing for for dirt. I mean, oh, I they'll have that payout for the lower classes. Yeah, I mean, several times I, a year. I know, like. uh Street stock over Lakeview, a lot of times they're racing for twelve, fifteen hundred dollars every week. I mean, I could be wrong on that. Somebody tell me I'm wrong. But, <laughs> but um, they they race for a lot better money a lot of times than than what we're racing for sometimes. Okay. So, um, I don't get it. I don't get it sometimes. But that's a that's an argument for another day. <laughs> we we've we beat that drum a lot, but yeah, kind of the way it is. I don't know. I I think it's about to trickle down someday. I'm gonna be positive on this. There you go. I think it's about to trickle down because I'm just going to say I really think um, Dirt had a real big resurgence. Um, I'm going to give it, you know, by the time I started, me and Sterling started this podcast. A couple years before COVID. Yeah. um, A little bit before that, Dirt had a real big resurgence with, uh, as as Wally was talking about, Cody Summer, uh, he kind of started that whole Dirt Million thing up in Ohio. I went, me and Sterling and Kayla and um, uh, we we all went to it uh, the first year, the Dirt Million up there, which was really cool. Um, didn't go back the second year, uh, but it, 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 so that was kind of the resurgence. Well, I feel like asphalt's kind of on that resurgence now. I, I so feel too. like I feel like the Cars Tour is kind of leading that way. I hope so. I hope, I hope it can. I hope people don't, you know. I mean, the car store is obviously doing great. I just, I hope, that, hope that trickles down. I hope the local classes can can do great too. Yeah. You know, late model stocks, obviously, that's what you got. But you're hoping the sports series can. Yeah, we're hoping that's trickle down. Can even out Charger, Challenger, four cylinders. Yep, Legend cars. We need it in Legend cars. I'm I'm gonna say that we need it in Legend cars. For resurgence. Not not necessarily resurgence. Um, I don't. I, I I have unpopular. Well, I ain't gonna say unpopular. It's just it's it's a fact. It's <laughs> not necessarily opinion. It's a fact. Legend cars have somewhat gotten expensive. Oh no doubt. The, the INEX name went from inexpensive just to X. Just expensive. <laughs> expensive. Um, with the new shop deal, new motor deal, uh, all that stuff. Legend cars are just expensive um and not really racing for much money anywhere no i mean shoot um and i know it's not all about racing for money but it's nice to try to break even sometimes to get back to the track and and, and even 
I mean, it pays to win, but I don't know. Some some tracks pay to win and don't and don't pay. Yeah, through the field, any which I mean, I understand. But shoot, I mean, they're paying for. I'm sure half the pit passes in Dillon were for legend cars. Oh, they definitely so. were. Definitely were. So, uh, um, but yeah, that I think the four cylinders getting a short straw right now too. That used to be a really big class. Oh yeah. Um, that's kind of kind of dwindled a little bit. And that's everywhere. It's dwindled. And I, th- I think that's kind of pro- that's kind of my worry is that a car store overshadows kind of some of the struggles that a lot of the weekly tracks are still having. Uh, yeah, but I think I think let's just say the four cylinder. I think they kind of brought that on themselves a little more. The tire tires tires and any motor deal killed, killed that. Yeah, they they were spending way too much on motors in that class. Yeah, um, it it, it can be a great class, but when you took it away from essentially stock motors, it, it made it tough then. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, like I said, I'm going to be positive on it for once. <laughs> I, I, I think we're going to get a trickle down effect. It's going to take a, it's going to take a couple of years, I think. Um, but we're going to get it back. We're going to get it back. I'm going to get it back for sure. Um, anyway, uh, also guys, MPM marketing. Uh, if you were, if you're new, if you've been in the sport for a long time, but if you're looking to uh, move yourself up in in the uh, in the game, as we say, you're gonna need a good marketing partner, and there's no better than MPM Marketing, McAllister Precision Marketing. So y'all head on over, talk with Tanya there, get yourself uh, set up today. Uh, some of the best uh, social media, some of the best, just anything. She'll get put you in front of the faces that you need to be in front of. So head on over to. MarketWithMPM.com um, and get yourself set up today. One thing I want to ask you about before we uh, hopped off was... What's that? I went, I went to the Caraway Wednesday and then that Saturday they had the big um, South Boston race. And yeah. How about everybody got thrown out? I saw that. Rick um, Lane got thrown out of the from the win at Caraway after yep, he pretty Lane. much dominated in first and third got thrown out Saturday in South Boston, which I don't I don't think we've seen that in a while Lane's, for these big for these big late model races. Lane's one hundred percent understandable. Um and even Rodney come out and said he just he didn't know that. He hadn't I, he just I take that I, I somewhat. I know, I know. But what it was It was a sway bar in or well, no it was just all it was was they can only run I don't know if y'all can see it. Sitting on the back of that legend car is a sway bar for that car. <laughs> but uh, that is an inch and three-quarter sway bar right there. Um, the biggest they can run, I'd have to look at the rule book, but it's not in line necessarily with the NASCAR rule book. It is a car tour-specific thing. I think they can only run inch and a quarter ends, Possibly. which just the spline part. It can be an inch and three-quarter sway bar. That doesn't matter. Just ends, mm-hmm. or and he just had one like that. <laughs> yeah. So I could I could see how that be, and it wasn't. I don't see it as much of an advantage. Maybe not, but I don't. I didn't see that. I think I think it was kind of he had access to cut parts, so they were going well. And, they were going to look at it, and that's exactly what it is. Because I mean, that's right there. That's a sway bar out of a cup car. Yeah. I mean, that's and that's why we got it because that's how it trickled down through SRI. Uh, we'll say because I the one that's in the car right now, that's how we got it. Uh, SRI performance, they're great. 
used park side um they got sway bars in when these cup teams got rid of you know everything because they don't run that type setup front setup anymore they had a ton of sway bars sitting there so why not use it on our stuff it was perfectly legal mm-hmm. and even under uh a nascar stock rule uh, late model stock rules it's perfectly legal just car stores has a different set so yeah. um i don't know i don't i didn't see that as an advantage maybe actually. not but it was clearly written. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It so was being as clearly argue. written, yeah. not much argument there. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I did think it was kind of funny that they waited like two days to say, to announce, uh, you know, what was mm-hmm. going to happen. I'm just like, nah, it, it was that track. You got to just throw him out. Um, you can't appeal. There's no they appeal couldn't, <laughs> They couldn't not. No. Being that it was Kevin Harvick's car, they couldn't not do it. That would have looked awful. Would look awful. Even if second place man, Jerry Fryer, um, who is a MPM client himself, um, I, I texted him after the race. I said, "Man, I thought I think it was. He was flying there. He was end. very good at the end. He, I saw it. He was he was keeping. I think five him. more laps, he might have caught. I ain't gonna say passed. Yeah, he, he might have really caught him. Been on a lane's bumper, um, because it would take a lot. It's tough to pass that track. Um, but <laughs> then the next day, I said. Scratch that. Congratulations on the win, buddy. <laughs> but um, um, even if uh, Jared would have said, you know, been like, man, you know, not a big deal. Um, it, it was an advantage. If he would have said that, not saying they did, I'm just saying if he would have said that, it still would have been a horrible look for them. They couldn't have done that. They'd have had to, nah. Just, it's just, interesting to me that, and then again, two days later, one of the biggest late model races of the year, the first and third both get both get thrown out. I just I don't know, but maybe, maybe it's happened. Maybe I haven't paid attention. But I haven't seen a lot of. I haven't either. Um, did you see what they got thrown out for? Um, was it one? One of one Carson of them was a uh, camera in the in the rear end, wasn't it? That was um that was Landon Huffman. Um, and and Henry Andy had they caught him on the spring left rear spring or left rear, left rear shock. I didn't hear nothing about that. Something about shock assembly or that, that was spring that was Carson. Oh, was that yeah? Carson okay. was the uh the shock um i did look at i mean obviously everybody's gonna make a you know well this what happened i can and i'm not saying it landon is a uh team sri driver um super cool guy i've talked to him quite a bit um i man he uh The minute amount, because they said it was like four tenths of a degree. Really? Yeah, on the camber angle on the rear end. Do you know how easy that is to knock into a rear end? I'm sure, <laughs> um, I'm sure if it wouldn't have been a such a drastic change from you know, I, Nick Nelson was wasn't yeah, great. All and of a sudden can, they're like contending for a win. I can understand that. I can understand that 100. percent Um, just the only thing is I'm kind of like. Landon was though, dude. Everybody was beating and banging that whole race. I mean, you have no leniency. I mean, I get it. Yeah. I mean, I, I it's a rule. I mean, it's a rule, and and you were outside of the rule. Um, now could you go measure camber angles on five other cars that were towards the back beating and banging? Well, sure what were theirs? They've been all over the place. Exactly. Um. So I don't know, but it is a rule, and it was outside the rule. So yeah, it's interesting to me. It's very interesting. Now the one that 
Uh, Carson's left rear shock, internal parts, uh, wrong on it. Um, Bilstein, was it Bilstein? No, Penske. I can't remember. Right. Sorry, I, I, I never read that far into it. I read to it. I, th- I want to say it was. I want to say it was Bilstein shocks. I could be wrong. Sorry if I am. Anyway, whoever it was that they get shocks from, uh, and their builder, shock builder, they come on and apologize for it because what they said was, um, basically through this whole COVID stuff, certain parts have been hard to get, hard to get, hard to get. Well, they've gotten a different manufacturer for certain pieces and parts. Well, they uh, submitted a new internal piston, I guess it was, uh, for the parts. Well, uh, for the shocks, um, for that series of shocks, I guess. Um, and supposedly somebody over there at NASCAR even told them, yep, approved, um, it's good, whatever. But it was a word of mouth thing. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> so, it just, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, because they 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 wrote up a whole thing of what exactly happened, and and they took full responsibility for it themselves. So I don't know. Just, just interesting to me. Wonder, I'm, well, I'm, I'm glad you're taking them. I'm yeah. glad you're taking them. I'm just curious if the tracks are cracking down more, or if they're just starting to play more in the gray area again. Could could be a little bit of both. Could be both. Could be both. I mean, I mean, I'm all for it. Hey, if you can figure it out and. Try to get by with it. Try to get yep. by with it. Ain't, I've heard many people, I ain't cheating till you get caught. Yep. Um, you ain't trying. Is, I mean, that's, I, I bet you could go to track. Um, and if you really want to go over it, and I'll put it this way. As far as I know, every bit of that car right there is legal. Okay. As far as I know. But I bet you, I'm if, sure you, if you have, that's what I'm saying. If, if you, you tore, tore everything down, down, in, down. End to end, <laughs> you might, you, I mean, you find something out of the road. There's a car in the field. They wouldn't. That's what I'm saying. So, but I'm glad they're taking them. But I'm glad there's people trying to. Yeah, uh, I think, makes, I think it, it makes it more fun. Yep, definitely makes it more fun. Yep. So, anyway, um, all right. What else we got? Guess that'll gonna be in Dylan again Saturday. That's the plan. Gotta gotta make that wristband worth it. Yeah, gotta make the wristband work. Well, we're going to. Uh, I got to figure out. We got to. Move cars around in the shop and work on uh, cars. I gotta get the car on scales. I gotta go to your house, look at, go to your shop and look at some things. <laughs> It'll be the first time I get measured when you measure it. So. That way is it. You'll probably tell us. Like, I don't know. This is like, all wrong. Yeah, what what, what else going on? Nah, I'm hey, well. Um, but anyway, so yeah, that's the plan. Be back over there. Um, heard anything on your motor for you? Um, Challenger, you know, I mean, Charger, whatever. Yeah, supposed to, supposed to leave getting work. It's on going. the way. Yeah, it's on the way. Yeah, it's cool. It's fun. Oh yeah. Uh, well, anyway, guys. Well, we sure appreciate everybody coming on here today on this long episode <laughs> today, uh, two hour long episode, I guess, uh, right about. Um, but we appreciate uh, the Bubba's About Broke podcast crew hanging out with us. Uh, also, really appreciate Wally Rogers coming on here and hanging out and um, taking some time with us. And uh, sure appreciate them. Um, but I reckon uh, we will. Uh, uh, we appreciate all our 
our sponsors and affiliates too. SRI Performance, Stock Car Steel and Aluminum, Earl Ramey Racing Engines, Profab Hitters and Exhaust, Dixie Made, RevMax Racing Apparel, and MPM. Sure appreciate all of them. Um, but y'all go to a track near you this weekend, and uh, I reckon uh, we'll we'll be at our we'll be at Dillon Motor Speedway. So y'all uh, y'all be ready for it, and uh, I reckon we'll talk to y'all next week. We'll be there. <laughs>